Welcome to Small Business Lifeline, Crane's podcast to navigate the coronavirus crisis. My name is Christine Hani Dare Bryan, and I am an editor with Crane Communications. Today, we're going to talk about what's been on the minds of many of the small business owners I've been hearing from how to pay your next month's rent now that many of you have gone weeks without any money coming in. So we're going to talk to an advisor on businesses of what to do and what to tell your landlord if you just can't pay your rent. And then we talk to a landlord about what he's been doing to make sure he can keep small business tenants in his properties. Bobby Atchatu is CEO at Accelerated Growth in Chicago, and he advises all types of entrepreneurs. He's currently working with a whole bunch of them on what they can do right now if they can't pay their rent. Bobby, it's great to have you on our show. Thanks so much for joining us. Definitely, Christina. I appreciate you having me. So tell us, what is the first thing you can do if you're a small business owner right now and you cannot pay your rent? Absolutely. So as you can imagine, we're getting this question uh, quite a bit from our clients. The first thing you should really do is look at your projections for the upcoming months and make a determination around what you can actually afford in rent, if anything. Then the second thing you should do is have a conversation with your landlord. Uh, What we found is, especially in these chaotic times where there's a lack of clarity in so many different things, it is very helpful to have upfront, candid conversations with not just your landlord, but any vendor, partner, client that you have, because more often than that, they're going to be in similar situation to you. So any transparency that you're able to provide is, is appreciated on all sides. How transparent should I be? If I'm a small business owner, should I say, hey, this is how much money I actually have in the bank? How, how honest and frank do I really need to be with my landlord right now? What we're recommending is to to be as honest as possible in those discussions Uh, because there's so much uncertainty. um, It's important that you're transparent about what you can afford and also that they're transparent around what they're able to manage around as well. What that transparency does is it'll get you to a point where there's an actual solution as opposed to no solution at all. Now, what kind of questions should I prepare for my landlord to ask me? So, first and foremost, I think the landlord will want to know about the upcoming month's rent, whether you intend to pay, and if you can't pay, if there is an opportunity for a partial payment. Secondly, they're going to want to have visibility into the forward-looking forecast of your organization as to, uh, you know, if the company will continue to be viable, and if so, what you'd be able to pay. about PPP funding and so you should be prepared to answer that question as well because the reality is the PPP funding is intended to cover not only payroll expenses uh, but rent expenses as well Um, so your landlord may ask you that question so when you're talking about PPP you mean the paycheck protection program And with the PPP program, what about the fact that we're hearing the vast majority of small businesses aren't getting this funding? So even if I tell my landlord I'm getting it, what does it matter? Yeah, so to be clear, um, you know, the the folks that have received PPP funding, so where where they've actually received money, um, that will be a matter of public record. The reality is your landlord could eventually find out whether you've gotten it or not. And in the instances where you haven't 
Um, but until you receive the money, you're not under any obligation to use that money uh, for rent. So the reality is until you receive it, you don't need to disclose that you've even applied for it. Now, if a landlord asks me to defer my rent, should I take the deal? I mean, what if I can't pay my rent six months from now, 18 months from now? Yeah, great, great question. What we're advocating for clients to do is have the discussion on several different angles. So have a conversation around potential deferment, have a conversation about potentially taking a couple months and amortizing over the course of the lease. And then lastly, there's the option of just extending the lease term. So essentially pausing for one or two months and then extending the term of the lease so that the landlord uh, you know, gets the same number of months in the lease and the same dollar amount, but they're just extending over a period of time. So there's multiple different options that we're seeing landlords offering up to tenants. Um, and a lot of that is going to depend on what their situation is with well and, and what, you know, what they can handle. Um, but what we're advocating is in a scenario where an, a landlord is offering some level of flexibility, that you should probably take it because the reality is we don't know what's going to happen in the upcoming months as it relates to COVID and the impact on, on businesses. And to be more specific on what I should talk to my landlord about when I'm saying the numbers and what I can afford, should I actually even just show my books? Should I show how much I have and, you know, show my accounts? How much detail would you really give to a landlord right now to make your case? The, the reality is in order to restructure a lease of, of any kind, you will have to show uh, some level of financials. No different than when you're applying for the original lease or any lease that you'd have to show financial. So you will certainly have to, to back up this request with evidence that you're having uh, financial challenges related to COVID or otherwise. And what should I think about when I'm thinking about where the landlord is coming from and what position of power or lack of power they're negotiating from right now? Yeah, and, and this is such a great question, Christine, because I think oftentimes what people forget is that the landlord themselves also has bills to pay. Um, a lot of times people think of landlords as these um, you know, huge investment entities when the reality is that's not always the case. In fact, most landlords uh, are not huge investment entities and like any other business, uh, they have employees to pay, they have obligations to their banks, uh, their investors. Uh, so I think it's really important that all business owners reflect on the fact that their landlords also are business owners and also facing the same challenging times that, that they are. Um, so that's where, you know, what I would advocate for is that in these discussions, that there is a level of compassion along with that level of transparency, uh, because the reality is we're all going through uh, similar challenges if in, in different industries. Excellent. Thank you so much, Bobby Achechu, CEO of Accelerated Growth in Chicago. Thanks, Christine. Today we are speaking with Andy Gutman, president of the Farben Group in suburban Detroit. Gutman is a landlord across the Midwest with about 7,000 tenants and another 3,000 renters that his firm helps represent and advise on real estate. So he has been working with his renters to make sure that they can pay their rent and he can keep them as tenants. And he's going to give us some examples of exactly what he's been doing and how to work with tenants and what we can learn as small business owners from him. So thank you for joining us, Andy. 
Well, thanks so much for having me this morning. So tell me first, we were chatting last week about this chain of tanning salons that you've worked with. How did you keep them? Clearly people can't go to tanning salons right now. So how are you trying to help them to kind of keep pay their rent and make the rent on time? Yeah. So, you know, I think everything that we're doing right now starts with a conversation and trying to, to see from all perspectives. So with the, with the tanning salons, we noticed that they were having trouble getting their uh, payroll protection program loan. They didn't have a banking relationship, which, you know, if, if you don't have one right now, it makes it even tougher because banks are trying to first get to all their existing clients and the relationships they've built. So we were able to connect this client uh, to one of our banking relationships and ask them, you know, to please help out the client with getting their uh, loan request in and taking it even though they normally wouldn't because it wasn't a direct client of theirs. So just by uh, making the call on their behalf, uh, we help them get that, that loan application in, get their SBA number, and um, they'll have some money in their pocket to not only pay their payroll, but part of the program, the uh, payroll protection program, is to pay rent and utilities as well. So um, by helping them, we were able to help uh, ourselves in the, as the landlord. And uh, overall, uh, I think we created a, a better relationship by thinking outside of what the norm is. You know, normally it's, if you're a landlord, you say, hey, you got to pay your rent. And if you're a tenant, you pay your rent. But in this case, you know, we were looking to see how can we help them? We know no one's going tanning right now, but we believe that they will be. And we believe in this client. Last last question. Tell me about the advertising company you worked with. Now you negotiate, you helped negotiate their rent in a different way, but, but what did you do to work with an advertising client um, struggling and to keep them in your building? Yeah. So we, uh, we wanted to, you know, first we, we had a conversation with them to understand what was going on with their revenue and how they've been damaged by, by COVID-19 and the, you know, the stay at home or shelter in place orders. And really they, their, you know, the revenue dropped tremendously. No one is, is really advertising right now. Um, and so what we were able to do with them is we, we kind of pulled out some of the rules from the Great Recession and we tried to uh, work with them to create what we call a blend and extend opportunity. So uh, we were able to give them a few months of free rent uh, in exchange for an additional lease term. We extended their lease by 18 months. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, they, you know, they're, they've got free rent. They don't have to worry about one more thing they have to pay. And they're happy where they are. They like the building they're in. They love their space. So for them, it wasn't a, you know, a, a concern with what the future holds or if they could stay longer. They thought it was a great trade-off. And so that's one of those win-win uh, experiences that, that we really believe in where the landlord gets some extra lease term, the tenant gets free rent while they need it the most. And, uh, and, you know, they're in a place where they're happy long term. So, you know, I think it, it builds up the relationship in a better way where they think the landlord's working as our partner instead of as someone who's just, you know, uh, saying, where's the rent? And that's the only thing that's important for us. I, I think whether there's a recession or there's not, it's always about how can we work together to, you know, make sure that everyone is healthy. Uh, you know, in, in a normal environment, we also try to drive uh, revenue opportunities to our tenants. So, you know, advertising firm that's in one of our buildings, we certainly, if we see clients who we can connect them with, we always try that anyway, because, you know, it helps them stay healthy and 
Um, so this is just one where we, we thought kind of differently and said, you know, we can we can justify giving, you know, a few months of free rent in exchange for a little more lease term. Excellent. Thank you. Andy, it's been wonderful having you and thank you so much for your advice. Well, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Small Business Lifeline. This has been Christine Honey Dare Bryan with Crane Communications. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast networks and send your story ideas and experiences my way. We'll be coming to you every week with more tips on how small businesses can survive this pandemic. Have a great week.